Good evening to everyone. Welcome to the Forza Barca podcast, especially after the boring international break. I am your host, Shubham. I have with me, as usual, Aniket, joining in from Toronto. It feels refreshing to talk about Barcelona. We went to this break having uh, beaten the league leaders, Real Madrid, in the El Clasico 4-0. And there could not have been a better comeback from the break to defeat the second-ranked team, Sevilla, to take their position. Barca win 1-0 and let us get started. Aniket, aren't we happy today to talk about Barcelona? Finally. I am extremely happy to talk about uh, the league games. And after the international break, oh my God, it was I was missing Barcelona and the Barcelona way of playing football so much that uh, I just looked upon YouTube for some tiki-taka and shabby ball. You know, this was my level of uh, excitement uh, and missing for Barca way of playing the game. But uh, moving on, let us now just dive into the lineups. Xavi selected an interesting lineup for today. Uh, we had Ferran Torres, Aubameyang and Dembele starting in the attacking line. Pedri, Busquets and De Jong were our midfield for today. And Alba, Pique, Araujo, Danny Alves consisted of our defensive line. And Tostegen was our goalkeeper for today's game. As the game started, in the first minute, literally the first minute of the game, Busquets was sandwiched between uh, PK and Eric Lamela. I mean, there was a little bit of a situation on the pitch there. The stretcher was on the ground. Gavi started to warm up. I mean, I was a little bit scared for Busquets, uh, but nothing happened to Busquets. He was fine. Uh, he was on the pitch for the rest of the 90 minutes as well. So that was a big relief. Uh, meanwhile, there was... An interesting game played by Dembele, crossing, passing, running everywhere to recover the ball, to get the ball. Oh my God, this man was to be seen everywhere on the pitch today. In the 11th minute, uh, there was a quick feed by Dembele, another cross, and it could have been an interesting goal as Frankie De Jong just missed the pass, just missed uh, the net by inches. 42nd minute, Dembele again, one of the best crosses of the match, but on the receiving end, it was Ferran Torres who just had to tap in the ball and what an unsuccessful attempt from Ferran Torres. Meanwhile, Sevilla was trying to play Barcelona-style football, trying to maintain the high defense line, position game, pressing and whatnot. As a matter of fact, they were equal in position till the halftime. Can you imagine? They were like 50-50 position going on in the halftime. And uh, this ends the first half. Barca goes to the dressing room. 0-0 is the scoreline. Interesting first off, to be honest. Uh, there were some misses by Aubameyang, uh, Ferran Torres uh, and Frankie Dion. Uh, the, the person who is really disappointing me at, at the moment is Ferran Torres. I mean, he is missing too many shots. But again, I, I guess he's he's just there, you know. He's always there. So, he can be applauded for his positioning. But it's pretty hard currently for him, you know, to be clinical. Uh, Xavi always supports him. There, there is some, you know, news from the dressing, news, dressing room that 
uh, he has uh, empathized with uh, Ferran, uh, saying that when Luis Suarez had joined Barcelona, he you know had faced a couple of months uh, with such issues that he was not able to finish. But finally, when the goal started coming, uh, well, it's it's the history. Uh, Suarez is in his name is written in the in the history of Barcelona Barcelona's books with, with golden ink. But anyway, 64th minute, yet another miss from Ferran. He was standing right in the box and had loads of time, but curls the ball right up, right high up the ball. The man has earned a lot of points on his own. Uh, I mean, you know, scoring one of those goals where we have to win 1-0 or just edge to win 2-1. But he has potentially lost a lot of points as well due to so many misses. So I, I just hope that, you know, he... He gets his confidence uh, because he's always involved in the game. So, it's a good thing for him. Uh, as they say that he's the coach's player, you know, because he does all the dirty work. But he he is here, you know, to score the goals. So, I think that's an important point. 67th minute, amazing effort uh, from by BK to steal the ball uh, and attempt a shot outside the box, which was saved literally at the last moment, gets the corner. And hits the post on by receiving the uh, by receiving uh, the ball from the corner. Uh, since then, like after 67 minute, every single minute was being played. You know, with within like by the end of a shot, but the ball was not going in the in the in the net. That was the only tragedy. But did not carry out for long because 73rd minute. Wow, goal of the season challenger from Pedri. Kamad the hour, Kamad the man. Well, in this case, Kamad the teenager, because he's just 19, dummies the ball on the left, turns to the right, dummies once more to go, to go further right, shoots at the far corner of the goal, like diagonally, transmitting through I don't know how many Sevilla players. Later, the computation told us that there was just a 3.4% probability of scoring that goal. Aniket, wow, a gem, surely. Incredible player, incredible incredible goal. This is what I could say. Moving on, in the 74th minute, pretty much for the next 15 minutes, uh, we saw three sets of substitution in the 74th, 81st and the 90th minute of the game. Gavi comes in for Frankie De Jong in the 74th minute. The second substitution consisted of uh, Memphis Depay who came in for Aubameyang, uh, who I guess did not even have a single touch in the second half. In the 90th minutes, Nico comes in for Dembele. And the stadium, whole stadium, which was, mind you, the whole stadium today was sold out. Uh, and the whole stadium was giving a standing ovation to this man, whose name is Usman Dembele. What a player, man. Incredible match for him today. Also, one important thing which I want to mention here, after leaving the pitch, Dembele was seen hugging the coaching staff and Xavi. Man, I I really believe this guy is staying at Barcelona or else Seriously, he would have I mean, done in, that. Interrupting you, Aniket, but the guy has, I mean, after, I guess we have talked about this, you know, in even in both of the uh, episodes that we will uh, be released, is this man has... Uh, Truly transformed jeers and whistles and boos into applauses. Now, I don't think even a single Barcelona fan 
mood for him this evening. He he truly deserves what he is getting right now. Absolutely, there was just standing ovations. People were clapping for him. People were playing songs for him. I mean, my God, this man literally changed the face of Barcelona under Xavi. I mean, what could I say more about uh, Usman Dembele? But moving on to the ninety-second minute, there was an interesting save by Tostegan. I mean, he literally saved two points for Barcelona today. It's simple as it is. Uh, I mean, we have been a little bit critical on Tostegan, but deservingly so, as he was as his performance was consistently under par. But today, he did not have too much to do. But whenever he had to do something. he definitely saved our asses today so i mean is this is this the is this the case that the tostegan is coming back i don't know i'm just raising a question here i mean but i really the best of tostegan is a big thing to achieve so i don't think that he can he so in the international break he played 45 minutes for germany so that was a good sign uh because in last couple of months i guess he had uh, i mean anyway he was never the first choice uh under the german national team because neuer was always the first choice uh but seeing that maybe he gained some confidence after gaining those minutes and what he did in you know couple of months under chavi uh coming back to his original self i again as you said we can just raise a question but if he can do even 50% of what he was I mean that even that fifty percent of Tostegan is bloody amazing goalkeeper. For sure, I hope slowly and steadily he gets there and saves our asses like for the rest of the season, rest of his life. I don't know. In the ninety-third minute, commentator said that there is only one minute left on the clock. No need to attack. Barca would be happy to keep possession. But 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 but. 10 seconds later barca attacks and gavi takes a shot i mean this is not conventional football this is bloody barcelona football moreover this is xavi ball but there is no logical explanation i mean all as as uh, we always discuss i mean yes we can make a prediction but we never know it's xavi and i think commentators should, you know should stop talking about what what conventionally footballers should do and should not do because i think even in if they are leading uh, 5-0 or 10-0 and if they have like i don't know 10 seconds remaining even in the last 10 seconds the, some of the player you know would still run to the goal and would try to attack one last time i mean this this chavi guy i guess he's just crazy. i guess i guess in the last podcast we talked about it it was yeah, sergio busquets right yes uh, he he went to the fucking goalkeeper to press him and get the ball Yes, and even even after four zero, I mean, uh, when exactly. Obiang missed the five zero chance to to make it five zero, he was the guy was crazy. It's it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, it's it's unanswerable concept <laughs> to be honest. But anyway, uh, Aniket, moving on, uh, Lopetegui, the the Sevilla head coach, in his pre match conference uh, before the game, of course, uh, said that we have to beat the most informed team in the world right now, not just in Spain. Uh, this Barcelona team under Xavi would have won the Champions League. So, so first, I have like a couple of questions, or maybe three questions. The first question is: Do you really, do you really believe uh, Lopetegui? 
can I mean would Barcelona have won the Champions League this season? Uh, the second question is, of course, I mean it's um, it's just hearsay uh, because you know we we would never we would never you know we would never know because you know it's it's just if or but uh, but the thing is the second question is if Barcelona is let's say qualifying for next season because of course Barcelona is second right now and could surely qualify for the Champions League next season uh, when do you think Barcelona will will be a contender for Champions League. And the third question I have is, how many signings is it far from to be a contender? So to answer your first question, would Barcelona win Champions League if we were playing Champions League? I mean, this is a very tricky question, to be honest. But uh, as it is hypothetical, I would say yes, because I just want Barcelona to win every single trophy. I would just say yes, as it is a hypothesis. So... Uh, my answer would be also considered as a hypothesis as well. Moving on towards your second question, uh, which was about uh, when do you think the Barcelona would be the contenders for Champions League? Uh, my honest opinion on that would be uh, next season we would be entering semi-finals is what I believe. But to be the favourites for Champions League, it would take 23-24 season. Like, the next to next season is a realistic, uh, what do you say, a realistic chance for Barcelona to be the favorites for Champions League. And your next question was about the signings, right? So about the signings, what I think is uh, we must consider five crucial positions. Uh, let us break it down starting from the defense uh, section. So number one, we must bring in some competition for Tostegan. The economical way of uh, doing that, considering Barcelona's current finance situation, financial situation, would be to bring back Iñaki Peña. Uh, we saw him being a shield for Galatasaray uh, against Barcelona match. Uh, I mean, he blocked numerous shots that day. Number two, we must bring some fruitful competition for Jordi Alba. He is the only player after Tostegan who has the free pass to retain his position match after match as we do not have any contender for that position. Unless Jordi Alba is injured or is on card, he would be playing the match no matter what. Number three, there is a need for a right back as we cannot fully rely on Danny Alves. This guy is in impeccable form and shape, but we need to consider the fact that this guy would be turning 39 soon. So that is one more position. Number four, this position would be the midfield. We must find a replacement for Busquets. The player must be technically strong and should understand the Barca way of playing the game. And lastly, number five, we are in a dire need of a striker. I mean, uh, for now we have Aubameyang, but we need to get someone who is ready to play the Barca way of football. Well, replacing Busquets, Aniket, you, you really have set the bar really, really high. I mean, yeah, but this is the case, Shubham, right? Uh, for today, Busquets is good. I mean, in the... No, no, I, I, I completely understand. His his uh, replacement is an important thing, but, you know, he's a master. But again, we thought that we would never have another Iniesta, but Pedri, I mean, again, no comparison, but Pedri is playing his 
Pedri is so Pedri is going to be is trying to get there. Yeah, so Slowly probably we, he would be there. Yeah, probably we just should you know trust Lamasia because there are so many players you know breeding to to become next Busquets, next Puyol. So let's see. I completely agree. I completely agree. We find someone for Busquets in that position, man. Very difficult to find one, but let's hope and pray we find someone. So there was something which was added by Lopetegui, and he went on saying. Barca has one of the best squads in the world right now. Do you really think this squad is the best in the world, having lost Messi, Griezmann, and Coutinho, Shubham? Well, to be honest, the simple answer is no. Uh, it has lost Messi, who literally is the best player in the history of the game, mind you. And no squad could be best in the world without Messi. It lost Griezmann. It lost uh, Coutinho, who is currently on the loan uh, at Aston Villa. Uh, lost Aguero, who, who got retired because of his heart condition. And the, the additions Barca made were restrictive completely due to financial outburst. Uh, the recruited players did not even start for the respected clubs. Let's say Aubameyang uh, from Arsenal or Adama from Wolves or Ferran from City. I mean, these players were, were not the starters, to be honest. Uh, Alves, the fourth the addition, well, he did not have a club to play for. Uh, he he was in play, he was playing for for a club in Brazilian league, and I guess was sitting sitting for I don't know three to four months uh, before signing for Barcelona, and then sat for three more months to you know get registered because he could not get registered in, in mid season. So, but what's changed is Xavi's elite intelligence and his clarity about what he wants from every single player. Also, I feel many coaches know this. Okay, that uh, like for example, I know what I want. So many coaches know what what uh, you know he wants from their club. Uh, for sorry, from their players. But what makes uh, Xavi more effective is not only he insists upon specific points he wants player to improve, uh, but also communicates well to them. Players understand what he expects from them, so he simplifies you know this process. For example, a couple of weeks back, Xavi, you know, said, uh, said. I mean, it, there were reports, you know, saying that, or I think he said it in one of the post-match conferences, is Araujo lacks passing. So, if if I remember correctly, he even, you know, substituted Araujo uh, close to the halftime, uh, getting PK back on the pitch, uh, saying that Araujo lacks the, you know, Passing and you know the the, the uh, his decision making of whom to pass is is not up to the mark. And today uh, on seventh minute, Araujo made a great pass to Torres, which almost turned out to be a goal. And moreover, Xavi acknowledged this and applauded him. And this shows you know how he communicated well that to Araujo and how Araujo understood this expectation and gave him back. And also look how Dembele, as you just mentioned, you know, when you started talking about the talking about the today's game, is how Dembele was running back and forth to the, on the right flank, pressing Sevilla players, defending, stealing balls, and then again attacking. So there is a sense of understanding of what to do without the ball, with the ball, which Dembele lacked literally for a whole of his career. So I mean, these players who never performed, you know, these players played for. 
different coaches. I mean, the, when Ronald Koeman was there, these players were there. But you can clearly see how the performances has changed. So, I think what changed or what made the squad so-called the best squad, which I'm not saying, uh, but again, what Lopetegui mentioned, is Xavi's influence. As, as simple mean, as that. I'm sorry, I'll just interrupt you a little bit. But for Dembele, I want to specifically mention this for Dembele. We had been saying offline that he has got the potential to be there. But he was just losing the balls. He was dribbling past many players. But at the end, he was not there to give that final cross. He just lost the ball midway. And uh, this is what is the change which I am seeing in him. That now he completes that cross. And... With such a beauty, I mean, today he literally gave six to seven crucial crosses, which could have turned into goals. So, yeah, what you were saying is completely understandable. Yes, and exactly, you know, to scale this point, what we were discussing, let's discuss the next segment. So, TA member of the match for today is... Dembele, claps, claps, applause, applause. I mean, of course, the official man of the match pointed out by Barcelona or handed out by Barcelona was Pedri uh, because of his amazing goal uh, and amazing play, incredible player, as you just mentioned in, in initially in the podcast. But uh, what I feel is exactly what you mentioned just some minutes ago is Dembele's difference-making in the game was innumerable, you know, key passes and crosses that he gave. So, it's not his fault that his key passes or crosses are not being finished. I mean, thanks or courtesy to Ferran Torres, you know. Uh, so, he, I mean, and even the assist that uh, he gave to Pedri, I mean, that goal did not need an assist because it was an individual brilliance. But, I mean, officially, it was, the assist was, you know, uh, to hand it out to Dembele anyway. But he, he gives seven key passes in, in today's game. And in those seven key passes, any single one could have turned out to be a goal. Or any two could have turned out to be a goal, depending upon how clinical the, the strikers are. So, he is the main man, you know, who is, who is, for example, the leader of attacking position. He might not look like a leader, but he is. And that's the reason he is TAB man of the match. And Aniket will describe more of how these ratings differ. So, the next section is TFB ratings. Uh, here we will rate uh, each and every player of the team today. So, starting with the attacking line, Ferran Torres, we gave him 6.5. Uh, it's just due to his uh, perfect positioning, like, with the ball and without the ball as well, we gave him 6.5. Aubameyang, 6. Dembele, 8.5. Uh, we gave him man of the match as well. And rightly so, deserving 8.5. Pedri, we gave him 8. He scored one goal. And what should I say more about Pedri? His game, his passing, his turning. Oh my God. 8 is a perfect score for Pedri today. Busquets, 7.5. Frankie de Jong, 7.5. Alba, 7.5. Alba, 7. My bad. PK, 7.5. Araujo, 7.5. Daniel, 7. Mark andre Tostegan, 7.5. Uh, 
7.5 we just gave him because of his saves today i mean that could have been the goal but he literally made an effort to save it uh, so that uh, gains him 0.5 more points making it to 7.5 So now we turn to the next segment of the podcast. Uh, it's TA penalty shootout. Uh, in this in this segment, we talk about all the rumors uh, about uh, transfers or potential signings or renewals that uh, are related to Barcelona. So Aniket, go ahead. So the first interesting news coming from Barcelona is the Spotify deal. Uh, it says that Bar- Barca and Spotify cements a deal. which got ratified by the socios today and spotify will be barcelona's t-shirt sponsor for four season and camp now will be renamed spotify camp now for 12 seasons and the whole package will help barcelona earn close to 450 million euros a great deal by barcelona and spotify anyway it would be weird to to listen to the Spotify camp, no, it didn't ring well. But again, I think we will be will get used to it soon. Uh, second news coming is Gavi and Araujo contract extensions are still in the air uh, with decisions, uh, decisive meetings this week. Xavi has said Barca must renew both of them as they are important pieces of his project. Next important update coming from Barcelona, Laporta. Uh, talk to the media that they have signed a midfielder and a defender on free transfers looks like it's kessie from ac milan and andres christensen from chelsea but nothing official as of now barca will try uh, to sign haland but if they can't which looks difficult anyway uh, they would turn to levantowski uh, who is open to to a move to la liga with his contract ending in june 2023 He wants a longer contract, with reports suggesting a four-year deal. As he is 34, so it would turn uh, the deal would be till 38. Barca needs to negotiate with Bayern, as news coming in that it might cost 65 million euros. Barcelona officials had meeting with Rudiger, whose contract is due this summer. Uh, his demands are a seven million seven uh, billion euros a net salary, with some signing bonus as well. Matthew Alemani when asked about his influence on Araujo's renewal said that Rudiger deal does not affect Araujo looks like the talks are serious with Rudiger here some outgoings from Barca uh, Puj and Abde might leave for loan uh, next season to find some useful minutes uh, Wolves from English Premier League and some Italian clubs are reported to have shown interest in Puj so uh, nothing official as of now but let's see A positive news coming from Barcelona dressing room Ansu Fati is training with the group having received a medical green light and is expected to return after the first leg against Eintracht Frankfurt. Barca is interested in yet another forward Rafinha, uh, the Brazilian magician who plays for Leeds. His agent is a scout working working for Barca uh, in scouting agents uh, young ta- sorry uh, in scouting young talents in South America uh, rumor suggests that he has agreed personal terms with Barca but Barca needs to negotiate with Leeds there is a buyout clause of 25 million euros uh, if Leeds get relegated to the second division but his signing is contingent upon Dembélé's renewal 
the next segment is uh, TFB lineups. In this segment, we predict the lineups uh, for Barcelona in the in the next match, which would be which would be the quarterfinals played against Eintracht Frankfurt. And mind you, this would be the Europa League quarterfinals. It would be on seventh of April. So Shubham, do you want us to let us know what the lineups would be? So predicting a lineup is really hard. I mean, we were, I think, uh, uh, we were really lucky uh, to have predicted really hundred percent of uh, the the players played today. Uh, but again, you know, it's difficult to understand what Xavi is thinking. Uh, so we have we have attempted. So let's see. Uh, I think the the attacking lineup would be exactly the same uh, because so Ferran, Aubameyang, and Dembele. Uh, Aubameyang did not play a good game, but we believe that he might return in the next game because you know he has experience in playing against German teams during his time at Dortmund. Dembele, of course, was his his teammate back back in the days. Uh, but in any way, Dembele must be high on the on, on the confidence after after this game. Uh, Ferran, because I think he, as we discussed, he did not finish the game or finish many goals that he 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 got chances for. Uh, but he was there. At least his position was good, so so he could make those chances. So I think he would come back. Uh, Pedri, because of course there is no chance that Pedri does not play this game. Uh, after after the incredible goal that he scored today, I think he deserves to go, you know, and play another game. Uh, Busi, because we need his experience of a captain. Uh, and so this is a controversial uh, aspect that we want to go for is Gavi. Gavi will replace Frankie De Jong. I mean, we are not saying that Frankie De Jong did not play a good game. He was wonderful uh, in today's game, but I think Gavi is wonderful as well. He he got some 15 minutes today, and we maybe you know every player deserves to play for 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 this team because you know everyone is training hard. So I think Gavi might come back in the next game. Alba will retain his position because, as Aniket explained, anyway we do not have any uh, backup for Alba, so he will return. Uh, Eric Garcia will replace PK uh, because I think PK should not play, uh, you know, 90 minutes every four days. Uh, so Eric Garcia, the youngster, uh, will play as a left centre back with Araujo retaining his position as the right centre back. Uh, and this one is an- another controversial. I'm uh, not controversial, but it's uh, we don't know yet because Dest was injured today, so we don't know if he would make the next uh, game. Uh, because he did not train in, uh, yesterday. So, it, it depends on if he comes back. Uh, but he will be right back in the in the predicted lineup because Danny Alves is not registered for Europa League uh, squad. Uh, so, if he does not play, I mean, if this does not play, then there is a possibility of Mingueza coming back or Araujo, you know, goes as a right back as against it was a, in, a, in the El Clasico with PK coming as a, as a right centre back. And Stustigan, of course, taking his position uh, as a a goalkeeper. Uh, So, we would. So, uh, thank you so much, Aniket, for talking to me. Uh, We would, of course, be, you know, we would discuss after the game or during the game uh, in the Europa Europa League quarterfinal first leg, but the episode would be uh, after our next La Liga game against Levante. Uh, So, Congratulations, Aniket, and every Barcelona fan uh, to be second. Uh, when Xavi came, it was 
I mean, if anyone told me that you would play such a beautiful football and would be second, I think we would have laughed, Aniket. So it's a good season, uh, and it's a good point to end this episode. Uh, we are second, and let's continue. So thank you so much uh, for listening to us. And at the end, we just wanna say for Sabarsa, Viskal Barsa. For Sabarsa. Bye bye. Ciao. Barca, Barca.